In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host, coming to you today from East Hampton, New York. And I want to thank today's sponsor, Jeannie Blake of Blake's B&B in East Hampton, New York. If you're ever out this way and you need a fabulous place to stay, come and stay with Jeannie at Blake's. She has a beautiful old home that she's opened up to the public and this is a wonderful place to come and stay if you ever want to visit out in East Hampton. Well, here we are today to talk today, as we are about every Wednesday, about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guests today, our multiple guests, I wanted to just uh, open up the phone lines for a call-in. And if we have any callers, they can ring us and join the conversation at 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869 or communicate through us uh, on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness there. And today's project, uh, today's guest uh, we're profiling is something very near and dear to my heart. Um, I am involved and have the great fortune of being able to contribute to the Veterans Preservation Corps, which is a pilot program that's taking place in Los Angeles, California, that includes myself and three joint partners, that being Heritage Square, which is a museum near the downtown area of Los Angeles that helps restore Victorian buildings. Preservation Arts, which is a, an architectural historic preservation company. And New Directions, which is on the campus of the VA in Los Angeles that is involved with a myriad of services, including rehabilitation for drugs, alcohol, and other veterans' issues that have arisen um, as a result of deployment. And I'm going to, one by one, bring our guests on, on the phone. Uh, first today, we have Charles Kibbe. 
of Preservation Arts, and he is the founder of the Veterans Preservation Corps. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. Thank you for being here. I'm just going to check, do the roll call. The next is Bridget Slayton at uh, New Directions. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning. Thank you for being with us this morning. And then um, the, the third uh, guest we have is a representative, a board member from the Her Heritage Square Museum, and that is Stephen Orbeni. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. We have got a full house today, and I'm going to just really turn the show over to the three of you in, in formation, in good order, to describe your role in the Veterans Preservation Corps. So, Charles, could you start and let us know the history of the project and how you came to form this unbelievable program that I get to be involved in? Um, well, our company is a specialty contractor and consultant in historic preservation. And uh, in the course of uh, some discussions in our office, uh, one of our employees, our office manager, Tim Duffy, who's an ex-submariner himself, uh, suggested that he knew some people over at the VA Center that we might want to contact if we were interested in uh, employing veterans. And we had a meeting with New Directions and Bridget and her crew and scratched our heads and tried to figure out how we could put something together and didn't come up with anything concrete, but it was a great introduction. And then uh, not... Two weeks later, somehow the universe always moved this way, it seems. Uh, I got a call from Steve Ormenia at Heritage Square saying they had a Department of Labor training grant and were we interested in administering it? And the light bulb went on in my head right away about, well, I've got all these veterans that we could possibly be training to do this work. And two or three weeks later, we were serious, in serious talks about how to structure this and get it going. And... Well, uh, we had our first class uh, begin not long thereafter, and they're in the process of uh, restoring some buildings on the Heritage Square campus. And that's, that was sort of the beginning of the whole thing. Well, it, this is an, a, an amazing project. And one of the things I love about what you're doing is the concept of, you know, the uh, us helping preserve our national heritage, not just from a perspective of buildings, of bricks and mortar and sticks, but from a perspective of human minds and hearts. Right. Absolutely. And, and the idea is that by learning to fix things on a tactile level, there's going to be a deeper and, and, and more uh, beneficial change at other levels as well. Um, we've got Bridget with us. Bridget, can you talk a little bit about how it worked within New Directions to get this program off the ground? It was much of a collaboration and determining the um, the benefit to the veteran, and uh, initially starting with uh, Charles and his team identifying which veterans would be interested in the program and benefit from the uh, the training that's going to be that was being offered, and then finding the funding to be able to provide this training opportunity to them. Um, can you describe uh, in greater detail than I did in the introduction some of the services that New Directions provides to our veterans? Absolutely. We provide um, clinical assessments. We provide uh, mental illness uh, consultation, case management consultation, a myriad of supportive services such as uh, clothing for job interviewing and for work performance uh, um, as well as tokens for travel, um, and then there's the residential part of our program here where we are also housing and feeding and bringing um, a holistic approach to uh, of treatment to our participants. 
And these men and women that come through the New Directions program, um, many of them have had uh, many challenges, many difficulties, not just in, in theater when they've been deployed, but reintegrating back into society and have had a really hard life. And the opportunity that they receive through your services and programs like these opens up a whole new world to them. Absolutely, it sure does. Um, the support that they receive here helps them reintegrate back with families and become um, good providers in the community. And how have the participants themselves, and this might be a better question for Charles, how do you feel that they have benefited from working in a living uh, historical laboratory, if you will, you know, working with our, our, our nation's history, with these magnificent old buildings. Well, I think the interesting thing about working, uh, doing this training at Heritage Square and the general direction of training in, uh, these, these folks in preservation trays is that they're looking at not only just construction-oriented tasks, of course, because you're manipulating media, wood, stone, whatever, but that they're doing something to bring back places that have a lot of history already. And when we first started off, we made sure that we had some kind of historical background presentation for the guys in the class so that they could understand that there's a lot more going on here than just stripping paint off a, a, a building or, or some sort of work of similar nature. And it made a big difference in how they approached it. And uh, so it was that kind of depth that we wanted to get from the get-go, from the start, so that our guys would understand there's a context that's it's much more than just jobs training. Indeed. We are actually heading into a break on our first segment, and I wanted to have Stephen Ormeny chime in here. Stephen is on the board of um, the Heritage Square Museum. And Stephen, I wanted to know if you could just contribute a little bit to what we're talking about, about the, 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 the senses that uh, the men have had being on the site at Heritage Square and working with these old buildings. Um. Well, Heritage Square Museum has been funded in 1969 as a reaction to the development that was taking place in Los Angeles when a lot of historic structures were being demolished. And we have eight buildings of various ages and from various different niveaus at Heritage Square. And uh, these are some of the some beautiful old houses, as well as a farm building, a depot for the railroad, and we also have uh, uh, a church from Pasadena that is that was the first integrated church in uh, the whole Los Angeles basin. Um, the men were obviously uh, taken by the depth of. Uh, uh, of these buildings, and uh, they have taken such immense pride in uh, uh, working on them that it's it's truly been inspiring to all of us. Uh, I, it's it's really wonderful to uh, um, kind of focus on the positive aspect of uh, of, of what uh, the these men are bringing to these things and the pride that they are taking on working on restoring a piece of the heritage of the area. And that's my sense. I have the great fortune of coming to work with the guys uh, 90 minutes most weeks that the program has been running. And that's what I found is the restoration that's going on while they are uh, actually uh, doing things to restore these buildings. The greatest restoration of all is what is going on internally. And that is just, that's soul food. I mean, to watch 
people um, sort of revitalize and renew and come alive with a sense of passion for what they're doing is, the, is, a, is a reward of, of, of this work. We're going to go to a break in 30 seconds, and when we come back, we are going to um, visit more with Charles Kibbe, Bridget Slayton, and Stephen Ormeny about the Veterans Preservation Corps. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Radio and uh, talk radio, that is. And if I'm hemming and hawing this morning, it's because I've got three guests and I've never managed so many people in midair in my life. So uh, bear with me. We'll get through it and we'll have some more laughs. Here comes the tunes. know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity we'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with lisa cypress Kamen on toginet.com a part of the grateful good grateful nation brings together patients families friends and staff of beth israel deaconess medical center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with representatives from the Veterans Preservation Corps in Los Angeles, California. We're here today with Charles Kibbe, who is the founder of Preservation Arts, as well as the Veteran Preservation Corps with Bridget Slayton from New Directions at the VA in Los Angeles, and Stephen Ormenyi, who is the vice president and on the board of the Heritage Square Museum, and a landscape architect in his own right, and yours truly, who has the great fortune of participating in this program, working with the men and women of Veteran Preservation Corps. Um, Before the break, we were talking about what the roles were of the individual groups that have come together with this. And now I'd like to focus for a minute on the service aspect of it. 
with any um, group that comes together to serve, there are so many unsung heroes. And I was talking with Stephen on the break about the men and women of Heritage Square Museum who, who really devote time and energy tirelessly to see that these beautiful old buildings are preserved and their memory and their status lives on. So Stephen, share with us about what goes on over at the Heritage Square Museum, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, our mission is to educate the public on maintaining our Southern California heritage. And uh, uh, outside of the board that runs the, the foundation and the museum, we have countless uh, uh, people that have uh, donated uh, immense amount of time to make uh, the museum and their programs uh, really worthwhile. Uh, we are really proud of our education programs and preservation through practice is one of them, but we first started with Golden Vision where uh, we're bringing three, third and fifth graders to the museum and through the building talking about the development of uh, Southern California. And uh, this program has been an, an absolute joy for us. Uh, we have uh, yearly about uh, 4,000 school-age uh, kids coming through this program. And uh, th this, this wouldn't be possible unless uh, all the volunteers that really support this and uh, uh, our core group of people uh, at the museum is just one tiny few people, really, uh, and uh, then we have uh, 50 to 60 volunteers that are constantly helping us and making all of this possible. And uh, then uh, the Preservation Through Practice is a newer program. It's uh, brand new, but uh, it is... Uh, really now making a big difference in the way we look because we are, uh, for the first time in, in many, many years, we're actively preserving the buildings and uh, uh, making changes in the way they look. It's, it's just such a, a long overdue, and we are so happy that uh, we, are we have the possibility to do all this work. Well, what you offer through this program is wonderful, not just from the sake of, for the sake of the veterans, but really for the sake of everyone who uh, may or may not understand that we have a, we do have architectural history in Southern California. You know, the common belief is that, you know, Los Angeles in particular is a new city and there aren't buildings that are noteworthy or have much history. And that really is not true. And this program proves that and especially teaches the kids that to pay attention to really respect the old buildings that we do have and they don't and they shouldn't be torn down and they should be preserved and looked after and it's passing the baton to them to to mine to mine these beautiful um, gems if you will that that we have yes absolutely and outside of just the uh, sticks and the stones that are remaining it's really the the social aspect of these buildings. Uh, two of the buildings, we still are in contact with uh, uh, people that were related to the original owners. And so we're getting a continuum of uh, history here from uh, the very beginning, from the 1800s, and uh, how these buildings uh, functioned when their original owners uh, were living in them. And uh, to teach this and show it to kids is 
as well as to people, is just really inspiring for us. And the veterans as well. You know, the men arrived, you know, week one on the job site, probably uh, with less regard for these old buildings than they have now. I think that they, their eyes have been opened to the, um, the value, the value of these buildings as it relates to our history and then the value as it relates to their participation in the restoration of them. Right, right. And, and, you know, and so, but going back, uh, one of the major things, and also to give thanks to, is the, our donors. Uh, this project really started uh, with a grant from uh, the Department of Labor, and then all of a sudden uh, we had a wonderful uh, uh, writer, uh, grant writer, who uh, got matching grants from the Weingart Foundation, from the National Trust for Historic Preservation, from the Ralph M. Parsons Foundation. And though that seed money is what made this program possible. Um, it's really amazing to uh, be sitting here and be seeing such a wonderful cross-section of society working here from the individuals that are just passionate about historic buildings to some of the foundations as well as even the governmental organization. And uh, uh, our local congressman, uh, Javier Becerra, was really uh, instrumental in uh, getting us the first large grant from the Labor Department that just kick-started this whole effort. So uh, all the thanks from us go to them and uh, we are just hoping now to uh, be able to continue the program for the future. Oh, I think I think that it will continue. We're, we're off to an amazing start with this program. And if I have anything to say about it in terms of my contribution to stir up awareness and help help raise attention, you've, you've got my vote and, and my effort. Bridget Slayton from NDI, I wanted to speak with you in particular about the men's reaction when they first arrived at Heritage Square. You know, what were they thinking? What, what did they share with you when they, when they went to their first day of work there? I tell you, they mentioned to me that it was such a honor to be a part of this training program and that uh, these were true treasures of our community uh, that were undiscovered by them previously. And uh, they're quite um, honored by the, by the uh, opportunity to work on these homes and learn some of the history, learn about the um, families who occupied these these particular homes. And um, there is definitely a transformation that, that happens each and every day that we see when they come back into our facility here about um, the gratitude that they're uh, exhibiting. Yes, and the gratitude, as, as we all know, is a, a key component to really to happiness, to greater well-being. You know, the more we are aware of the things in our life that go right versus what goes wrong, because certainly plenty goes wrong in life, the more uh, joyful we can become. And that's where I see the greatest shift in my observation over the past several weeks with the men, is that they're just living more in the present, living more... Uh, grateful for the good things that are happening in their lives and the opportunities that this program has afforded them. And they are very outspoken about it. Each and every one of them is just loves coming to work, loves getting their hands in the materials and on those buildings. And that in of itself is, you know, restoration of their spirits. I definitely concur.
And um, Charles, um, in terms of running a business, has your perspective changed from the running of preservation arts as a, as a, as a regular business? When you started with this project, how were you transformed by the work that you're doing now with the Veterans Preservation Corps? Well, I've always been interested in education. As a matter of fact, uh, I've always regarded my role not so much as a contractor or, or, or even a salesperson or a risk evaluator so much as an educator because we're constantly educating our clients uh, in order to have a, a, a more profitable relationship for them as well as us. So if they know what we're doing, they understand why certain things have to be done in a project. The, the great difference for me in this, in this program is that I can indulge in my passion for excellence and craftsmanship, which on, the, on, a, on a commercial scale you're not always allowed to do. You know, a lot of times you have to cut corners and, and, and do certain things that you know a building should have, but there's just not enough money in the budget for it. Now, of course, we're limited by budgets on this one, too, but the difference here is that if it, if it takes eight hours to do a job to the level that I think it ought to be done, as opposed to four hours that uh, someone else might do on a regular job site, then we get to do that. We, we, we get to learn and to transfer this, this uh, passion and commitment to excellence to the guys on, in a situation that's it, it's not a commercial enterprise. It's a training Venture, and that's what's uh, such a pleasure to have here is that we can really take the time to get the guys to do it right. And when they finish the first house, the Shaw House, it's an 1887 uh, lovely Victorian structure, um, one of the trainers, a professional painter who uh, is working for the, was working at the time for the program, commented to me when they were done, he said, you know, I didn't think these guys could do it, but they pulled off a job here that's just as good or better than anything I've seen from professional painters in the real world. So that was the highest compliment that could have been paid, and I, and I love that. I love that the guys are getting the time to do it right, and they're learning, and then they can take that out into the real world, hopefully, and, and, and use that as a benchmark in the future. Indeed, and, and what's going on over there at the Heritage Square Museum with the Veterans Preservation Corps is such good work, and it is uh, life-altering to the men who are in, involved in the program. It is, you know, creating a renaissance of these beautiful old buildings. We are going to go to a break shortly, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about the Veterans Preservation Corps and some of the goals that we have, uh, the vision that we share for the the, the Corps, and our upcoming graduation, which we've got going on. Um, we're in preparation for the graduating class. At, I believe it's uh, Friday, June 17th. The first six men who have been through the program will be acknowledged and celebrated for their own, um, uh, their own restoration. And uh, we're happy to be a part of that with them. Um, to reach uh, Charles Kibbe at Preservation Arts, that you can find him at, at the website address, which is Charles? Preservation Arts, A-R-T-S, dot net. And um, Bridget Slayton of New Directions, how may we find you online? Uh, B. Slayton, S as in Sam, L-A-Y, T as in Tom, O-N as in Nancy, at N-D, Nancy David, Vets.org, or our website, ndvets.org. We are going to go to the break very shortly. The music's coming, like it or not. When we come back, we'll begin with how one can find out more information about the Heritage Square Museum. And here we go.
We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here today with representatives from the Veterans Preservation Corps, which is a partnership in a program devoted to teaching historic preservation to veterans who have uh, come back from service and are challenged by many issues. But our happy challenge is to re-educate them and retrain them so they can go out and keep our nation's architectural heritage alive. And before the break, we were uh, speaking with each of the partners, and we fell short because we ran out of time with speaking once again with Stephen Ormenyi, who is on the board of directors of Heritage Square Museum. And Stephen, I wanted you to just share with our listeners the uh, uh, domain, the website address for Heritage Square so they could find out further information and maybe make a donation that would help keep this program alive. Okay. Um, our uh, website is uh, www.heritagesquare.org. And uh, please uh, 
visit us on the on that website. If you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, please come by in person. Uh, we are open uh, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, uh, typically, but also by appointment. And uh, if anybody uh, feels inspired, we gratefully accept your contributions. Uh, to uh, take this program and run it for the next year or two. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a real honor to be uh, included in this program. Lisa, thank you very, very much. Uh, we are uh, uh, very glad that you're taking this thing on, and uh, uh, we're also very happy to provide the uh, place for um, this program to take place. And... Uh, Thank you, Bridget, uh, and thank you for the, all the workers that have uh, uh, donated and given us so much time and attention in these last few months. Oh, well, it's, uh, it, this is, it's a pleasure. You know, it's an honor to be involved in the program. And, Bridget, the work that you are doing with the men and women of NDI is, is true service. And we have so many uh, military personnel who are returning from service that are challenged or will be challenged by many reintegration issues. And NDI is an, a completely valuable place and resource if there are um, issues going on that one can look into uh, within our VA system in, in the Los Angeles area. Um, we do have a question from a listener, and the question is as follows. And I'll let the three of you sort of figure out who would be the best to answer this. Does the program assist the veterans after they complete it to vertically integrate to other jobs using the skills that they have learned, that they have acquired? Well, I think Charles should answer this question because we've had repeated discussions about this. Um, I, I probably have a mercenary aspect to this, Lisa, because uh, I actually have my uh, eye on a couple of the guys in the programs, people that, you know, when they're ready, when they're ready, they're, uh, we'll probably find a place for them. If we have, if we have the jobs and, and the, the workflow, uh, some of these guys are ready to go now. Uh, uh, and it has to do with either the attitude and or the skills that they have brought to it and enhanced through the first phase of the training. So, not only are we going to probably poach a few of our candidates over over the upcoming classes, but I plan to go to our competitors in the field and other people that we know in in the local construction industry and in the preservation industry here in Los Angeles and Southern California, and uh, start making available introductions to the people in our classes because obviously uh, job placement is an important part of, of this program and it's certainly a, uh, an important function of a new direction. And so we're definitely going to support that. Charles, don't forget to talk about Michael. He's already gotten a job. Right. Yes, right. absolutely. <laughs> I forgot to mention one of, one of the best candidates yes. in our opening class uh, is no longer in our class because he's been hired already uh, uh, doing uh, cabinet making, I believe, Bridget, wasn't it? Uh, doing right. carpentry of some kind anyway, carpentry. but yeah, related yeah. skills, yeah. So I guess we had success even before we were totally out of the gate. Absolutely, and I'd like to just add that uh, we are also having the building trades um, take, a little, take a look at our candidates for um, projects within the Los Angeles area as well. Not that we're removing anyone from the program, and certainly will encourage them to uh, be place where best suited, but we do, um, again, take an approach to find employers and partner with them 
uh, so that these participants can move from just foundations to careers. Because it is the support that keeps everybody on the straight and narrow, the continued support to know that one is not alone and that the skills that they have acquired are to be um, uh, utilized and, and in, in a continued basis. And it really illustrates the connectivity of it all. You know, here we are from very disparate elements within the community. Um, you know, myself coming from a positive psychology background, um, Heritage Square Museum being a museum and, um, and whose basis is about preserving architecture, New Directions, which is uh, an arm or a part of the VA, and then Charles, who is, of course, involved in the preservation arts, but has an idea of how to pull all these elements together, really talks to um, the concept of it taking a village to support each and every one of us. And when we are not in our best place, how important it is to rally and have that support to, to stand tall, to learn new skills, to learn another way of being in the world that is positive and, and can be um, perpetuated. And I might add also that a long-term goal uh, re uh, indirectly related to uh, assisting the veterans after the program is completed is that uh, we have a, we have a, it may be a pie-in-the-sky version of, of what we'd like to do, but I have this vision of, of veterans getting trained in these skills and then in the crafts and then restoring all the buildings on all the veterans' campuses across the country. I mean, it's something that, that doesn't really have a foreseeable limit. Uh, I, I share that vision with you because I see that every every city, virtually every town in America has some historic building or some building that is of architectural significance to that place. And we have so many veterans that are returning and so many people in need of A, services to support them emotionally, but also where, where retraining is essential. We're in a down economy and um, we need to have skills that we can go out and place them where they are needed. And if we can keep our men and women working in this area and these buildings get restored and we can, we can raise not only awareness but funds to support those programs, everybody wins. Yes, totally, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, I'd like to add, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, thank you, Lisa. I'd like to just add that uh, our team is also wanting to approach the um, community to embrace the community to also um, per, perhaps present some candidates for this program. And it, it, we're not just um, trying to make it exclusive to New Directions and exclusive to veterans, but we want to embrace the community as well, so we'll be looking for uh, job seekers in the community to become a part of this program, both men and women. Wonderful. Yes, that's, that's wonderful. Um, let's talk for a minute about the upcoming graduation that everybody is, is quite excited about, myself included. Um, um, Stephen, maybe you could share a little bit about what's in the works since the graduation will take place, place at the Heritage Square Museum, and we are actively encouraging and seeking press and contributions and any attention that we can get to this program to support its continuation? Um, the graduation will be on the 17th of June, uh, starting at 1230. And uh, we're just uh, getting somewhat of the program together. But uh, the intention is to make this a real festive occasion. Um, hopefully, we could, we'll have a, a uniform color guard and uh, 
but it's really all about the men who are graduating and honoring them and uh, uh, acknowledging them for the, the effort and all the hard work that they have put into this uh, last few months. Uh, and we're really putting out an invitation to all interested parties and individuals, please come and join us and uh, celebrate with us and uh, uh, make these men uh, really uh, welcome in the community uh, and uh, just just come and have a great time at Heritage Square on June 17th. And uh, for information on the graduation, you can contact everybody who is on this show, but we do have a public relations person who is representing us. Our publicist is Carrie Hill Public Relations, and you can reach Carrie Hill at contact at com. And Carrie Hill is just a delight. She happens to be the public relations person for TogiNet. She is my personal public relations person for Harvesting Happiness and all the work that I do. And we all really love and respect her. And she's given a great portion of her time and effort to reach out to the media about this event. We have a huge press campaign that's starting today, I believe. And uh, we're just trying to not trying. We are intending to raise awareness and money to keep this program alive and to grow it across the country. We're going to be going to a break soon. And when we come back, we will wrap up with a little bit more information on each of the partners of the Veterans Preservation Corps. I wanted to just uh, report in what's going on a little bit with Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. I will be going off to a Wounded Warrior Caregivers Unit uh, meeting this weekend in Del Mar, California, where I have the great fortune of working with the spouses and loved ones of the soldiers who have returned from service, who in some cases are worn out and challenged, and we're going to give them a little TLC and help them harvest some happiness. So that's what's happening with Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, and you can find out more about um, my pending nonprofit at www.hh, the number four, heroes.org. And um, I also wanted to once again give a Note of thanks to Jeannie Blake of Lakes B&B in East Hampton, New York, who is sponsoring today's show. And it's also her birthday, so we'll wish her a happy 29th birthday. And uh, there's gratitude there, and I'm not really going to tell you how old she is because she would be really pissed off. So um, we are going to go to a break. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen and members of the Veterans Preservation Corps including Preservation Arts, New Directions at the Veterans Administration, and Heritage Square Museum. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. But here we go. No, no, it's silence. My producer's saying, no, 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 keep talking. So I'll just keep chatting, and thank you uh, for listening. Please share this podcast. Where is my heart? We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Hello everybody, this is Pete Dix asking if you'll join me on Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. What a show I've got in store for you. Not only all the Apple reissues that I'll be looking at, some very rare tracks indeed, a report on my evening watching and listening to Neil Innes, 
of the Ruttles and the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So please join me, Pete Dix, with Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. Be a part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are with the team members of the Veterans Preservation Corps, and they include Charles Kibbe of Preservation Arts, a Los Angeles-based architectural restoration company, uh, Bridget Slayton of New Directions, which is a, uh, a huge, really, program that is running out of our VA in Los Angeles that uh, helps veterans with support in many areas, con- including but not limited to job training, uh, addiction rehabilitation, Money, money management classes, parenting classes, uh, resources for its alumni, as well as uh, Stephen Ormeni, who's on the board of directors at the Heritage Square Museum, which is a, a really a, a, a living. Um, how would I describe it? They're, they're poems that have been transferred to this site. They've physically been moved from parts of the state to their landing spot in a, an area near downtown Los Angeles where there is a, a church, there are several homes, there's a barn. It's a wonderful living museum. And um, it is at that site at Heritage Square Museum that the Veteran Preservation Corps does its work. And um, in order to make these programs run, now I'm sounding like a national public radio announcement, but in order to make these programs run, it takes money. And um, we need to raise awareness and dollars and contributions in many forms to keep these programs that are so vital to the retraining of our military men and women who have returned from service, who are looking to create a, a good life after, after combat and after issues that they may have encountered. So in order to um, make available how people could reach each of our partners once again to find out more about it or donate, uh, we'll start with Stephen Ormeni from the Heritage Square Museum. Stephen, can you once again share with our listeners where they could inter- uh, where they could review more information about the museum and how well, to donate? Thank you, Lisa. Um, again, uh, we are online. Uh, contact us at www.heritagesquare.org. 
And uh, you can visit our museum, you can see our programs, and then there is also opportunities there to uh, make donations. And uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, please uh, come by, visit us, uh, uh, call us. Uh, we're more than happy to uh, give you a special tour if required. We're open to the public on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Uh, unfortunately, because we are uh, a museum, we do charge a small fee for admission. Uh, if you join us as a uh, member of our organization, uh, you get uh, some of that. Some of those fees are obviously free, and uh, you can then partake in other programs that the uh, general public typically is not uh, allowed to interact on. But we are looking forward to your uh, inquiries, and please, please contact us. Wonderful. And Bridget Slayton of New Directions, to recap how someone could find you, donate to the program, and be involved? Absolutely. Our website is www.ndnancydavidvetsvictoredwardthomassam.org. ndvets.org. And if they want to get involved specifically with the Veterans Preservation Corps, they should contact you at New Directions, correct? Or is there Absolutely. someone else? Yes, that, and, that and, would be correct. And um, your direct email again? B is a boy, Slayton, S-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at ndvets.org. My contact information can also be found on our website. Excellent. Thank you. And Charles Kippy from you. Preservation Arts, um, if somebody wants to make the big mother load of donations to, to, uh, to start uh, Veterans Preservation Corps uh, projects across the country, they can find you and your organization at? At uh, info at preservationartsarts.net. And that'll uh, go directly to my inbox. And uh, yes, we'd welcome uh, contributions of all kinds. Uh, our, uh, uh, we're in the process of uh, getting nonprofit status for the Veterans Preservation Corps, so we'll be doing a more formal fundraising aspect once that's in place. But in the meantime, uh, we're open to suggestions. It's a work in progress. Indeed it is. And also, I might offer or add that in addition to monetary support, that we would welcome the support from um, businesses, large corporations out there, that perhaps are in the construction materials business that might want to donate or participate in that way, that there are many ways to be involved besides writing a check. Absolutely. And, and as long as we're recognizing other contributors for this first phase of training, I'd like to recognize uh, Steve and Carolyn Laney with Casey Restoration, uh, John Kiefer with uh, Commercial Scaffolding, who let us have the scaffolding for free for that first phase of the work. And there are several others, but uh, this kind of contribution in kind goes a long way towards making this, the whole thing possible. Well, there there are many. I'm actually seeing the list, and we and we have a couple of minutes. So, if you'd like to acknowledge these people, I think it would be really important for our listeners to see that it really uh, comes from many places to make something like this run. So, go ahead. Uh, um, uh, Lisa, I don't have that list in front. Of oh, well, I do. So, I will run through it quickly. We have Stephen Carolyn. Laney of Casey Restoration in Culver City, Justin Jorgensen of Culver City Sherwin-Williams, Robert J. Chattel of Chattel Architecture, Planning and Preservation of Sherman Oaks, and these are in California, 
J. Eaton Disabled Veteran Business Enterprises of Ecologics, a lead, a lead abatement and OSHA, OSHA Training Company of Anaheim, John Kiefer Commercial Scaffold of Gardena, and, and Doug Skipwith Roofs of by Doug of Apple Valley. So I hope I did that in the right order. But that's what was typed for me. So I'm sorry if I jumbled anybody's name. Um, but it's, this is very, very powerful stuff. And what we're doing here is really powerful medicine for the men and women who have served our country. And I think that that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And therein lies my great interest with the work that I do is, um, you know, helping people find their smiles again. And we often think that that's sort of a, a Pollyanna approach to life. But we clearly recognize, all of us do, that life can be very difficult. It can be filled with challenges. And that the way we arrive in the world to help one another and help ourselves keep moving forward is what makes the difference. It is what contributes to happiness or well-being or continue, continuing to flourish in life. And that's how I get to contribute to the Veterans Preservation Corps. And it, it makes me smile every week when I go down there with these guys and they share their hearts, they share what's gone on during their week, and their gratitude for, for what I do is, is worth everything. So it's, uh, it's quite an experience. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure you'll all agree. <laughs> Absolutely. And Lisa, Absolutely. if I may interject, please, uh, we'd like to thank Tumbleweed Transportation Company and Los Angeles Cab Transportation Company for the transportation of our participants to and from this training site in Los Angeles. And I also would like to thank my team members and you as well for the leadership and teamwork that you've all brought together on behalf of the veterans here at New Directions. Oh, thank you, Bridget. And Stephen, is there anybody in particular that you'd like to acknowledge? I know we have to acknowledge Jessica from Absolutely. Heritage Square Museum. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jessica Rivas is our uh, director at the museum, and uh, um, and uh, Brian Sheridan, who is no longer with us, he is the one who uh, uh, got the first grants to get this program started. These are two key people. And obviously, as a museum, you know, we are uh, go back a long ways. Our uh, past president, uh, Mr. Hurley, he uh, supported us and took care of us for a very, very long time. And our present pe president is uh, Saline Davis and, uh, and all the volunteers. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, moving to see people come together from all walks of life and being generous with their time and with their intelligence and with the with their attention and making a real difference in the in the life uh, that is surrounding Heritage Square and uh, uh, this is our mission. This is what we need to do. This is what we want to do, and uh, we're really uh, enlivened by this. Uh, this this gives us uh, life uh, and makes us all smile. Uh, it's it's really an, uh, a wonderful experience for all of us. Indeed, it is. And Bridget from New Directions, I would would like you to address the epidemia of combat stress and how it affects our, our men and women in service today because many people are not aware of what's going on in theater and what's going on more importantly when these men and women return from service with challenges. I tell you, it is um, a very devastating uh, 
view of it's heartbreaking to see our gentlemen and men and women both come back from um, service and um, trying to adjust to life on life's terms and um, not having many of their medical issues addressed right away and having to suffer and self-medicate, um, it, it just really is heartbreaking. Uh, we do commend the gentlemen and women who enter our program here to make a change um, and to identify that they need some support and assistance, both of the community and our our organization in order, in order to uh, become self-supporting. Indeed. And it, and it does take courage to uh, reach out for help, and it does take courage to choose to be happy when one has traveled through adversity and to come to a new place of normal. We are nearing the end of our show, which has flown by, and um, I wanted to share a few thoughts that I do every week before we part, and that is that happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thank you for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypers, and on behalf of our guests from the Veterans Preservation Corps, which does not have a website yet, but we will have one up and running soon, I have a feeling. Yes. On, behalf, on behalf of Preservation Arts and Charles Kibbe and New Directions at the Veterans Administration in Los Angeles and Bridget Slayton and Heritage Square Museum and Stephen Ormenyi, we thank you for being with us and gratefully request that you share this podcast with as many people as possible. So we send you off for the day with kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions possible. Until next week, and always remember that happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your own personal inside job, and um, that's really what it comes down to. And the men and women who have courageously fought for our country, it really is our duty as Americans to uh, help them and to offer services, offer support, and help them find their joy in the world so they can go on. Here come the tunes. for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Togedash.